0: Property talk on the tine, investment tips, stories, and exciting guests with your host Tony Fairs. Hello, today we're going to be discussing the UK housing market update that Savills have just released for August 2022. Makes it interesting reading if you already own properties, and there's some surprising figures in there also. <clears throat> So let's just take a quick look at what the summary was that Saddles released. So basically, the summary was that house price growth is slowing as demand from home movers and cash buyers is losing intensity. I don't think that's something that I'm seeing in the northeast market. We are still seeing way too many buyers uh, calling up for each property we put on the market. But in general, across the country, I can understand why that would be the case. So some of the figures that they've released were that house prices rose by only 0.1% in July, um, keeping annual house price growth in double digits for the ninth consecutive month at 11% according to Nationwide. Uh, But they did say that there was a slowing of the rate of growth. um, They continued. Uh, The three-month growth uh, has more than halved since the start of the year it's down to 1.2% from 3.8% in the three months to February. I think that's something that we expected uh, slowing down in the market. Obviously, the demand levels that we've had probably were unsustainable and did also have the effects that were coming off the back of COVID. I always use the kind of the, the example that at Christmas, nobody wants to move for two weeks. And in January, the market goes mad and everybody wants to move. Well, we had that over an extended period this time where estate agents were closed for a long time due to COVID. People weren't putting the houses on the market, so the supply couldn't be. The supply for the market of new properties coming up for sale was very, very slow. And the demand levels were just increasing as more people worked from home, people relocated, etc. So looking at the number of transactions recorded by HMRC, uh, that came in at 96,000 for June, and it was 13% lower than the pre-pandemic average for the month. Now, again, I would probably put that down to more that conveyance and transactions are taking a lot longer than usual. I mean, I probably think the average is probably six to eight, seven months now. Um, the figures I've seen were five months, but that doesn't tell you what I'm seeing myself in the sourcing business and estate agency. And what they did say was mortgage approvals in June were also slightly lower than the 2017-19 to average for the month. Um, So I was surprised to see that. Um, But what they did say as well was the supply of new homes did remain low, uh, with competition still strong for quality properties. And that's what I'm seeing in the agency. Um, And they said that the, the low supply of homes would sustain the growth in the short term Um, even if the speed of growth was gradually slowing. Uh, Another interesting fact was first-time buyers are making up a growing share of the mortgage market. Almost 31,000 new loans were granted to first-time buyers in May, according to UK Finance, with the numbers holding up despite rising affordability pressures. I think when you can get a 5% or a 10% deposit for a mortgage, people are always going to be more inclined to buy as opposed to rent. Particularly on areas in northeast where that five or ten percent deposit might mean you only need five to ten thousand pounds to buy a house. Where in order to rent, you might need rent and bond up front, which might be say fifteen hundred pounds. So, not a great deal more to find just to buy. Uh, new mortgage for home movers actually fell by 22 percent in the year to May 2021, compared to that peak in September 2021 when the stamp duty holiday ended. And the number of cash buyers has also fallen back with their share of the total market uh, dropping to 27% um, from 31%. So not, not the greatest of falls there. Um, and obviously with the availability of cheap finance, nearly people who were buying cash or deciding just to use mortgage finance and lock in some of those cheap rates that we've currently got, despite the, the rise in 0.5% in the interest rate. And buy the let landlords continue to capitalise on the strength of the rental market with 36% more loans granted and made in May than the pre-pandemic average for the month. So you guys out there looking to invest for an additional income, for legacy, for pension, you're definitely looking to buy more. And I will, I'm in the same boat. I'm continuing to grow my portfolio, as are a lot of our clients. There's not many who've decided to to kind of to stop and wait and see what affects the affordability and the interest rate rises have and the energy price increases or the war in Ukraine. Most people are just continuing to purchase and continue to purchase at quite a good rate. Uh, so, very interesting facts there. I mean, it, it probably summarizes what I thought with the market that supply levels are really low. Um, demand levels are still really, really significantly high. Uh, and probably, like you say, the supply is just not catching up. The availability of new build properties, they're not in the price point that people really want them. They tend to be the higher end that I'm seeing. Because that's where the profit margins are. Um, so again, good forecasts for the market. I think probably you know summarizes it qu- quite well there that report. Uh, but what's really interesting is if we actually take a look at the the housing market forecast. And this is always the interesting thing that I like to read in this report because it factors things in such as the gross domestic product, the unemployment rate, the forecast for interest rates, etc. And what it actually said was. Um, for the the UK in general, uh, if we looked at year on year growth, it came in at eleven point. Sorry, this wasn't the forecast; this was the actual figures. Year on year growth was eleven point four percent. So pretty good there. Uh, I think you know that's probably what we've seen some real good rises in the market. But in terms of the forecast for going forward, they expect the UK in the five years to twenty twenty six to rise by seventeen point four percent. Now, that's the average across the whole of the UK. As I said previously, I do believe there's a bit of a balance, a rebalance going on when the north-south divide. And the forecast for London is just 8.2% growth. Um, The areas in the south don't seem to be performing as well as, you know, areas like the northeast and the northwest. You've got the southeast forecast to rise by 13.5%. In the southwest, just 16.8%. Where the Northeast's actually forecast to grow by twenty three point two percent, when you compare that to London at eight point two percent, you can see that you know a lot of people are putting their money in more affordable areas like where I live and invest. In the northwest, set that outperformed the northeast with twenty four point three percent forecast. So again, really, really positive forecast for the property market, and this was re- released after the interest rate rises. So while you will. Read newspapers and say scaremongering. If you look at the actual data that's been released from, you know, established companies like Savills here, then you'll see that maybe the picture for the property market, if you own property, is still really, really good. You know, if I think of that across my portfolio, if the market does rise 23.2% in the next five years, I'm going to be looking to, to to refinance my whole portfolio in five years' time. And that's going to add another deposit for every property that I already own right now as I reinvest the equity back into further purchases, which is then going to release more cash flow from those new investments. Hopefully, it's going to increase my profit levels. Uh, and because I own more properties, it's also reducing my risk as I have more tenants across the portfolio. So another interesting thing to note was the forecast for rental prices. Rental prices at the minute through my agency and on the properties that we're buying. i would probably say that rental properties kind of are being marketed a little bit like sale, and that we might put a property on the market for £600 a month. And it might be that we actually achieve £650 or someone might even offer with 675 And we're also getting offers of we'll give you six months' rent up front. So, where rentals it would go to the first tenant that came in, we're now finding that we have multiple applications and tenants are actually making most offers on the properties, and it's sometimes over and above what we're trying to rent them for. So a lot of the properties that have completed from a refurbishment point off from our sourcing side of the business recently, we've probably found that they've rented for more than we first saw the deal on, which has led to an even better return on investment for our clients, which is fantastic, and that looks set to continue. With the UK forecast for rentals expected to increase by nearly 20%, the actual figure being 19.9% in the next five years. So I think as we see inflation levels high, we're expected to continue to see house prices continue to increase, but also rental prices increase as well as there's a fight on for any property that's on the market, or whether that be for sale or rent. So just a summary, really good time to be buying your own property. Definitely a good time to be stepping up the ladder if you're buying your own residential. Is that gap between what you sell at and what you buy at. If you're stepping up, the ladder will get bigger as time goes forward. And if you're looking to add investments to your portfolio, now is the time because as rental prices are forecast to go by best part of 20%, house prices by about the same, then you'd be mad not to buy right now while interest rates are low and you can lock them in on two, three, five, 10-year deals even. So if I was giving out any advice to you is get yourselves out there, buy a property, because even if you're looking at something today and you end up paying slightly over market value or what the asking price is, you're going to find by the time conveyance completes, uh, the property is probably worth more than what you agreed to buy it for. So go out there, spend your money, invest, make more profits, make more cash flow, make better choices in your own life because you have more income. And if anybody else is interested in growing their own portfolio, you want some advice, feel free to drop us a message across social media. I'm happy to give one of my 30-minute sessions away for any of the podcast listeners. We normally charge 197 plus VAT for those. So feel free to reach out. And if you quote the podcast properly talking the time, you'll get that free of charge. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode and have a great day, guys property talk on the tine investment tips stories and exciting guests with your host tony fairs